0: For us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see the old way wasn't working. So it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. Good evening ladies and gentlemen. This is Zach Yanska, The dad bod killer. Yep. Trying a new. Trying some new marketing ideas. So I'm putting together some programming like I mentioned yesterday. It is aimed at resolving um, my karmic cycle of gaining and losing the same 10 pounds, give or take, over the last four to five years. Ironically, that coincides to my oldest son's age. Who would have, who would have got, uh, thought that? Who would have guessed, right? So I have learned how to integrate so many different things. Learning how to do more work on my business. Obviously, that's why I'm putting out the content. Learning how to train appropriately for having the energy and strength to be a loving and joyful dad and husband, better than I've been in the past. Learning how to develop a new physical skill and learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Meditating every single day. Developing what... Um, the warrior system calls as a four-dimensional life and this process has been rewarding in that I am paying more attention to a lot more attention to instincts to insights that come to me I've been able to start capturing them and then acting on them following my heart a lot more than the excuses that have been in my mind for not taking some of these actions Throughout my life I've been very fearful of criticism and approval it's not the greatest thing to talk about it's probably it seems like as much as it sucks to say but these issues tend to originate in childhood apparently because that's the theme I keep seeing in my life and everybody else that opens up about their struggles and so I had an unconventional road from when I first started school. I started in fourth grade and everybody that I was associating with had been going to school for a few years. I was very smart, I got good grades, I was very socially awkward, very skinny as a kid. So there was a lot of factors and that led to frequent teasing. I don't know, I can't say at this time if it was more or less most people experience at the time it felt like I was a complete outsider and that personality was something I continued to reinforce that's the interesting part of it I really can't answer at this time why that is on any given day we have experiences happening that we would say are great and we would have experiences happening that we don't want that we would say are terrible depending on how dramatic you are you might say it's the end of the world or you might say it's uncomfortable But the point is, is on every given day, great things are happening. Things we don't want to happen are happening. And why we as individuals choose to focus on, mostly on the positives, and use that as our frame of reference, create the context of life using those facts and those experiences, or whether we choose to use the experiences and facts that we don't want. It's a fascinating topic. It goes back to the concept of depression which i started to experience at a young age around the age of 13 when i went into middle school and i just hated myself completely didn't want to go to school was miserable would think about suicide sometimes never had a plan never just fleeting flashes in my head when i was just completely depressed and a weird way that i coped with that i don't know how great it was but i basically just said to myself that if this was that bad if that scenario was so bad that it was worth ending life over then kind of by definition things would have to improve and it seems like and i don't know as i'm sure somebody who's also had frequent depression thoughts would have a good counter to that and i could be entirely wrong But whatever that disposition is, it seems like some of us get more anxious and some of us get more depressed. When we hit that point, when we're over our threshold and we're overwhelmed by the demands of life, and I really can't answer exactly why my pattern started. A lot of people think it's the neurochemistry component, which is why prescription medications have gone through the roof. And I'm not against prescription medications. I tried, I believe it was seven different types of antidepressants. I ended up on a cocktail of several antidepressants, lithium, uh, anti-mania drug called Zyprexa. Basically I didn't respond the quote unquote right way to the fucking pills. So therefore I eventually was given the label of bipolar because I'd also feel manic on periods of time. And not shockingly to me now, and this is why I have this belief, When I dropped 40 to 50 pounds, when I got all the junk food out of my life, when I dropped all the prescription medications, I started to feel great. And this comes from somebody who at one point in time was told by their doctor that they would not be able to function unless they were on a cocktail of medications for the rest of their life. I got similar news when I was 19. The medication, by the way, started around the age of 23 and peaked around the age of 25 before I quit cold turkey. And before I get back to my back injury, I will preface this by saying, do not quit those things cold turkey. Dictate your path, tell whoever you're working with what you want to do. If you want to continually take medications, that's your choice. If it's not working, then it's not working come up with a plan try these other avenues that myself and other people have used to get off of them make a plan with the doctor to wean yourself off if your person refuses or is going to give you a bunch of shit about it well again you are your own self-advocate you are the person that's going to voice for your future and your health and then it's on you to find somebody else that will be willing to work with you through this process so back to the back injury back to the back Sounds funny. I herniated a disc at the age of 19. I was lifting improperly for a couple of years, trying to go too heavy. My coach was not the best at biomechanics, so we were trying to deadlift and clean a lot, and the cleans were messing my back up. And eventually it eventually got so bad that when I was 19, I was running with the other pitchers because I was playing junior college baseball at the time. And my leg, my right leg, would keep going numb after practice. And it got to be worse and worse. And finally, I had to just... Concede that I needed help. I went in, I got an MRI, and sure enough, I had herniated my L2 disc. And this doctor who was reading the report, uh, the not a report, what the hell's the name for it? Is it a report? The, person, the doctor that was reading the MRI, whatever the official name is, said, I would need surgery if I ever wanted to not only play sports, but just even be able to run again. This triggered the absolute fuck out of me at the time. I was 19, I was super pissed. And somebody would tell a 19 year old cut themselves open and I think that belief goes even further back because when I was a child I was getting strep throat very often and it's funny my parents don't remember this story but I do um, but I was told by a doctor at the time my parents were told that if I got another instance of similar sickness they were going to remove my tonsils and my mom started to test different things they removed dairy and I cleared up I started having goat dairy everything was fine goat milk and all that good stuff and so at a very young age, I was in, I was given this paradigm that there are actions that we can take and that some things work with our body and some things don't. So hitting this point at 19, having the herniated disc, being told I needed surgery, I was fucking pissed. And the reason I was, in my head, if I was going to get surgery, I would need rehabilitation afterward. I would need a rehab process. So why in the hell wouldn't I try that process first and see if it would be good enough to play baseball or if it would just be good enough to live life it didn't make sense to me to immediately jump to surgery and that's what I did I learned to deadlift properly I learned to do yoga it seems like a weird combination but it's not and over time I did strengthen my back now I was still a dumbass male who was trying to prove himself in the weight room by getting stronger and you know being one of the strongest in there when it turns out that if you go the right gyms a 400 pound deadlift is not going to impress anybody like when I coached at American Iron for several years and you have absolute beasts in there who are, you know, deadlifting 8 to 900 pounds, squatting 800 pounds bench pressing multiple 100 pounds, totaling 2,000 pounds in powerlifting meets. Yeah. That environment, you gotta start coming up with a new identity because you're not gonna be the powerlifter if you're built like me and if you're as strong as me or as weak as me as I'm sure they saw me. (laughs) So, leading all this to my point today which is that we have to be our own advocates for our health and happiness we can't give that to anybody else our loved ones we may have a couple loved ones a family member spouse we may be lucky with you know more than a handful if we're in a really close community or family but overall we are going to be the most invested in attaining our best solutions for our health problems. So looking around, look at a problem that you've been experiencing and ask yourself, what is an action that you can take rather than looking for a cure outside of yourself? What is a potential behavior that's linked up to that? Whether it's being overweight, a weight oh I don't know what that is. Being overweight, being out of shape, being tired all the time, eating foods that didn't exist 100 years ago that you're pretty sure aren't healthy but that you're relying on for energy and coping, making your brain and your body just get through the day. Where in those areas could you start taking an action today? Because once we get in that mindset, then we are empowering ourselves to take the actions needed to change the habits. And I've yet, in all my years of doing this, whether it's in recovery communities or coaching Or my friends and family, I've yet to see an instance where somebody commits, takes decisive action, and does not improve. It might not heal everything, it might not cure everything, but I've yet to see improvement not occur. So keep that in mind, I hope you gain something from today. Again, this is Zach Ganska, the dad bod killer. I gotta work on these intros, I gotta work on all these skills. My list of things to work on is endless, but we don't need to touch on that right now. Go make a great night, go make a great day, wherever you're at when you're listening to this, and we will talk tomorrow. Peace. I'll be fine once again. I'll be good. We gotta make a change. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive.